Coach, do you have any update on Yeah, he just has a concussion. He should be being released this afternoon. His, his neck is fine, and right now he has all his extremities moving. Yes. Coach, what was your message to your team today? They won't all be here together again, obviously, but just your assessment of, of, of their season. Similar to yesterday, today was more or less, uh, you know, when we come back, you know, offseason is voluntary, but at the same time, it builds camaraderie, it builds chemistry, and it builds culture. So when you have an offseason and everyone has their own personal training, you come back, you're not really together at that point. It, you know, just guys can come in and work out. Again, it's, it's all voluntary. We're not making nobody do this. But to start the chemistry and the culture and the camaraderie early, you know, I played eight years for the same team and the same coordinator. I took the same notes every year, every day, until it becomes second nature. You have to treat it like that. And, you know, when we get to that point and we need to get to that point, that's when you become a team again, and that's when you have some success going forward. So it all starts in the off season about taking care of their bodies and coming back in the right frame of mind. We know we won't have everybody. We understand that and with all the draft picks, injuries, free agency, and so forth, and you can't afford everybody. So we'll try to make the right decisions going forward and thank everybody for their efforts. And you know, when you come back here, we'll see different culture, different chemistry, and different camaraderie. No, we had a lot of it. You can have more of it, you know. You can always have more of it. And it starts there, especially in the off season. That's all you can do, so it has to start there. So, Jack, after reviewing the film of last night, who would you say really had playoff caliber performances? Who do you think came to play? Let's use that expression last night. We all came to play, but we didn't all play, you know. And, uh, you lose a game like that, and we don't sit up here and laud people for having a good performance because that's not really true. You know, I thought Godwin did some very good things that way. Uh, Ryan Jensen fought, you know, he fought, and everybody else. I can't sit there and say somebody had a breakout game that played well. How can you assess Chris Godwin's season after coming back from such a significant injury? I mean, it was tough. It was a lot of grit and determination. I thought he played with a lot of heart the first half of the season. As he got healthier, you could see his talent coming back in and his quickness coming back in and his toughness coming back in. I thought as the season grew, he got better and better and, and he turned out being, you know, he was one of my comeback players of the year. So I, I thought he did a great job. Has there been a decision to let Byron Leftwich go as offensive coordinator? No, there hasn't been any decision. And what's your assessment of him, so, you know, from a end of day after season? Um, I don't have any assessment right now. I'm reevaluating players. We'll meet as a coaching staff later in the week, and I'll meet with individual coaches as well as the staff, which we do every year, and we'll make those assessments then. Do you foresee any coaching staff changes? Like I said, I'll meet with the staff at the end of the week, and we'll talk about everything then. I don't want to sit here and say we're talking about things when I haven't even talked over things with my coaches. We do our yearly assessment just like we do with the players. Tom, you look at the running game. It started off well in week one terms of uh, the production and you guys want it to be more balanced and run the ball more effectively this year. It didn't materialize and you ended up with the league's worst rushing attack. Was it coaching? Was it scheme? Was it personnel? Was it the play sequencing? What, what was the root cause of the running game just not being productive for you guys this year? 
I think anytime you're the worst in the lead, it's a combination of everything. There's no one thing that you can point to to say that we weren't good in the running game other than we weren't good in the running game. So we'll look at the tape and we'll reevaluate everything and we'll make those decisions going forward of why we had such a bad thing. And we try to do that weekly, but we'll do that yearly as a staff and we'll go from there. How important, that, how important is that to you going forward for next year to, to have not just a, a confident or credible running attack, but having a good running attack to, this, to your vision of what this offense should be? I mean, it's important, but at the end of the day, you do what you do best. You want to score more points than the other team. Winning is first. And if you get runs within the win, then you're very happy. If you're throwing the ball and you're winning, you're very happy. So it's not over. Blow it. It's a passing league right now. But, you know, you want to be able to run the ball more. But if you get down, you have to throw. Or sometimes you just have to throw if they crowd in the box. So it's all relative. We want to be better. We want to do better in the run game. But... You know, the ultimate thing is winning, and whatever it takes us to win, we got to do that. On that note, um, what was your assessment of Leonard Fournette this season, and was the idea—I know they had, they had mentioned this on the broadcast—was the idea to kind of shelve him for the second half of the season in hopes that he could have kind of that playoff Lenny, provide that playoff Lenny spark to you guys in the postseason? I thought Lenny started out the season tough. I thought Rashad came on. We never thought about shelving him to the second half of the season so he can be playoff Lenny. I thought they were a good one-two punch. We tried to play the year out like that. And some games we had some success, not moderate success, so to speak. And a lot of games we didn't. But we tried to have a one-two punch, but we never once thought about shelving him. How difficult is it to plan for next year and not knowing what Tom Brady's decision will be or even when he's going to make it? Do you have to have a certain parallel tracks? And kind of went through this a little bit last year. and then. 40 days later, he was back. So is it free agency? Is like, when would you need to, to make those plans at quarterback? Well, that's a good question. We'll have those decisions that we have to discuss. You want to have a bunch of plans, but they can all go to pot beforehand, you know. We'll, we'll meet with Tom. We'll meet with everybody else. We'll meet with the brass, and we'll have a come up with a plan and see where we are. And, and if that's the case, hopefully it doesn't have to come after free agency and everything else like that. You want to have plans going into it. So... We'll do our due diligence, and we'll meet with the parties involved, and we'll come up with a plan uh, one way or the other. Todd, you guys have a, a high number of free agents, and they're clustered in tough positions like defensive line and defensive backs. Knowing that you can't keep everybody, are there positions and players that are priority for you going into this? We haven't met on them yet, but we will prior to prioritize the guys that we really want to keep and guys that we're willing to wait and see go out there. And I think every team's going to have the same problem. so. We got to be prepared either way. Comparable to a year ago, I know. I know you weren't necessarily in the same role this time a year ago, but comparable in terms of the the difficult decision to not being able to keep everybody with a lot of talented free agents. I don't know if it was as difficult last year because we won and we were like thirteen and four. We still won the division, and it was a different team. You know, it was a different team this year. We had a different team, and then next year is going to be a different team as well. So. We'll meet and talk about the direction we want to go. And we know changes need to be made, and we'll go accordingly. Coach, when you were hired, you said the defensive guys knew you very well, but you would have the offensive guys would have to learn what you're all about as a leader and as a coach. Do you feel you were able to connect with them as well as you wanted to? Most of them, yeah. You know, most of them, yeah. You still got to connect with a few more, but you try to take time out and talk to a lot of the guys and get to know them, have them get to know you. I don't think it's a forced thing, but uh, I thought we got along. 
I thought we had some chemistry. I think we have a good understanding of each other. Tanya, I know that you are obviously entitled to take some time on this decision, but I don't know if you feel comfortable with your performance as a play caller. Is that something that you want to continue for next year, calling the plays, or are you looking to maybe hand that duty off to one of your assistants or someone else and, and be more of just that you know, all-encompassing all We'll always talk about it. I'm, I'm, I've never been an all-encompassing. I have to make all the decisions, but we have guys capable of calling plays over there as well. We'll talk about it as a staff, and we'll go through the dynamics of it, and we'll kind of go there, even let a few of them call some preseason games and see where we are, and we'll make the best decision going forward. Off the top of your head, are there areas that you feel comfortable saying, these are where we want to grow going into next season? Everywhere. In terms of your pass rush, how how effective was that, especially your four-man pass rush this year? You're obviously known for blitzing, and you've had some success doing that with Winfield and his sacks, Devin White and Levante, et cetera. But just in terms of getting home with four when you wanted to, was that good enough for you this year? No, I don't think it was great. I think we were similar the last three years in numbers, or at least within three or four of number-wise. But they all came from different guys. I think when your nose is your leading sack guy, I don't think the pass rush was good enough. We fell off some, we've missed some, but they came from a multiple group of people. Uh, you want to be able to get there with four so you can play more coverage. I thought we got better from a pass defense standpoint in that aspect, but we can also rush the passer better. Is there one broad reason that's not necessarily game to game? Uh, one broad reason why you blitzed so much less this year than you had in the past? Well, injuries in the secondary and just coverage and matchups and then people up front uh, having to double better receivers, I think, this year with Chase and all those guys. And in the past, you know, we could zero out a little bit more and sometimes you have to change things up. I think we're somewhere close in the sack vicinity and you get behind in closer games, so you have to be a little bit more conservative. But, you know, there's no one reason why we did it. It's just a cat and mouse game. Have you assessed Ryan Jensen and his return after such a significant injury in day two of training camp and he misses the whole entire season and then has his start in such an important game? How do you think he handled that pressure? I thought he handled it well. His juices were flowing when he came out. You know, thought it'd be better off to start Ryan than Hainsey because if, if Hainsey got hurt and then Ryan got hurt right after, we'd be out of it. So we let Ryan go. He's feeling pretty good, so we kind of let him ride it out. and. You know, his adrenaline carried him. I'm not saying he was perfect, but he was tough, and he boosted morale, and he brought guys together up there. Uh, on the offensive line, you got a fair amount of probably have more starters next year than you'll have spots for starters just because guys filled in with injuries. With some of those guys having versatility, uh, you saw Gedeke at tackle. We've seen Leverett, uh, Walton at multiple spots. Are, are there positions where you want to try offensive linemen in different positions this, this spring, this offseason? Too early to tell, it's possible, but to see them do it during the season gives you some hope they can do some other things. So we'll, we'll play around with it in the spring as we meet on it as a staff. And you still think of Gedeke as a guard moving forward right now? He played guard, but he was a tackle in college. So, you know, he can take some reps out there as a swing tackle or do some things. So we'll move some guys around. Would the preference still be, because um, I know he played right tackle in college, would the preference still be for him to, to try to play that left guard spot, or would you be open to having him? play on the right side? It's too early right now. We'll be open to anything right now, but it's too early to tell. We haven't met on it. Todd, with outside linebacker, uh, you know, Shaq's coming off that Achilles. That's 
It's a dicey injury, especially for a guy that's 30. Joe Tryon, you know, jury's kind of still out on him. Is that a position you're going to look to upgrade uh, in the offseason? If the situation becomes available, we definitely need more sacks from that position. That's one of our money positions where we count on sacks to come from, the majority of them anyway. So uh, hopefully Shaq comes back okay. With a third year, Joe can be better at that. Nelson, hopefully we can get back. And Carl stepped in nicely. But we need pro more production from a sack standpoint out of that position. When you look at Joe trying to get four sacks as a rookie, you played a lot of inside nickel just because you had to use him at, at that spot. You played more outside this year. Did he live up to your expectations this year? Did he, did he, uh, uh, where, where's his ceiling? Do you think? Did he get to three? I think he can get a lot better. Uh, he fell off quite a few sacks. Like you said, he finished closing. He might have missed more sacks than he made. And if he makes those, he's fine. And we got to work on him finishing at the top of uh, top of the rush, especially falling off the quarterback. I think he leaves his feet too early. Uh, we talked about this. He understands that going forward, and we'll try to get him better and get him to the next level from that standpoint. But he, he's still got all the talent in the world, and you know we're waiting for this guy to break out. And when he does, and if he does, he's going to be a heck of a player. Is it one of those things, too, where he just needs to kind of stick with the pass rush plan and play that chess game, too, and the mental side of the pass rush? It's more experience. When you start your first year, you see a lot of different block combinations and guys how to bait you and everything else like that. He has some learning games where he understands how he has to rush and how people start attacking them, then chip blocks and everything else like that that he understood this year that he needs to see. So next year, hopefully, the experience of that will help him going forward. Aside from winning more games, right, which is everybody wants to do, what do you wish you had done differently, better, Ah, you know, you want to close out the the division earlier. You you really want to do that. I thought we had some games that got away from us that we should have won earlier, and you know we weren't we didn't close them out. I thought we should have been mentally tougher in the first half of the season, like we were in the second half of the season. And you want to try and get better at that. How we took over on March 30th. You said that you you um, sensed that the team at the end of the 2021 season started to slip a little bit. Do you feel that the team made some strides in that area? And, and if so, when, when you make some comments like, well, this was a day one install that, that got busted, uh, is, is that kind of stuff you're talking about when, when it comes to details, or, or is it something else? No, that's it. I mean, talking about consistency. You know, when you know what to do and you do it nine out of ten times, and the tenth time you don't do it. You know, what, what is that? that that's, a, that's a lapse in judgment. That's something that you don't want to happen and you want to have happen. That comes with your everyday study where you have to do it enough to where it's second nature where you don't have to think about it. Todd, on the quarterback situation, not a, a very good cap situation, drafting 19th overall, is this a, is this a rebuild or a reload for 2023? You never want to rebuild. You always reload, no matter if you have new guys or not. You want guys that can come in and play and compete for you to win a division. What's your, what's your thoughts on Glenn Gabbard? He's a guy that's, that's, been, that's known this coaching staff and in the system for a long time. Uh, Blaine's a heady player, extremely smart. I think he helps out a great deal on both sides of the ball, understands what the game is about, uh, competitor, 
love what he does for us in practice, getting us looks, loves how he helps Tom out. Um, tough guy. Uh, he's one of my favorite players. Coach, do you feel you had influence on the offense in total this year that you wanted to? I don't think you can have as much influence as you want on an offense that's been together for four years. And that's what they do. You, you make your talks and you have your meetings and your conversations and you try to help wherever you can from a defensive side of the ball. I've tried to help them make sure they're seeing what they see and, and go on from there. But, you know, you can't chime in every play when the offense is on the field because that doesn't allow them to try and do their job. You mentioned the details. Um, where, where do you think those breakdowns are happening uh, with those day one installs and things like that? Is that a coaching thing? Do, do players just to, is it more study for them? I know those guys are still coming in early and, and well, if you do it nine out of ten times right, it's not a coaching thing or a playing thing. That means you know what you're doing, and you just busted that play. So that's just football, or the guy makes a play on you, and you busted the play, or you just missed something. That has nothing to do with coaching or studying. That's just in the moment of the game. You mess up that play, you got to be more disciplined than that. Is that where mental toughness comes in? Most of the time, yes. Do you expect Bruce Arians to be back in, in the same kind of role, an advisory role moving forward? I don't know. We haven't talked yet. You know, I, I don't know what his future holds. Bruce can kind of do anything he wants to do right now, and we'll see going forward. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, I mean, Achilles is healing pretty well. Uh, almost back to my normal walk and stride. Uh, yeah, physically I'm feeling. As good as I can be feeling right now, but last night was tough, hard. It was a hard season, and yeah, just a hard season, especially not being able to help and contribute to anything. What can you say about the guys that were out there that battled really hard? It seemed like Anthony Nelson made some big strides, so did Joe Tryon, Yinka, Carl. Yeah, it was good to see my guys out there taking advantage of their opportunity to uh, just getting pressure on the quarterback, getting to the quarterback. It was it was good to see because I've been in a situation like that. That's how I pretty much got my opportunity and my uh, shot, and I'm glad to see that uh, they was taking advantage of it. Uh, it just it just hurt. Just it just hurt the way we just the way we went out. In the Chris, what kind of um, rehab are you looking at? I mean, do you think you might actually be available when the season begins? Yeah, I mean, it's a nice little. Time to like they said, the latest possible. I said would be right for the regular season. So I'm just taking my time, day at a time. But it's a long process, long road ahead. But I'll do everything I can to be ready for the first game. Are you rehabbing here? Or are you yeah. Going back? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. With a position like the one that you play, where you know stance and, and getting in and out of it, having to explode out of it, how does that kind of factor into recovering from an injury like an Achilles injury? It's most definitely going to have me. Uh, just having to work both sides, working on explosion and getting the bend and flexibility and uh, range of motion back in on that left side because I do have to have full extension when I'm getting off the ball. I do have to have trust and faith in it. So uh, I don't know, like right now, rehab isn't like that hard. It's not hard right now because it don't hurt really ever. So to, like it's good. I can stretch it pretty good, but it's still going to take time to get the full range back. But I don't. I don't know what that road going to be like when I start running and start trying to push out, but I'm looking forward to it, and I'm going to do as much as it let me do until they tell me that I need to slow down a little bit. Jack, there's always a lot of turnover every year. Maybe you should like a third of the team that gets that's turned over, but there's quite a few players, obviously, on this team that may not be back. How tough is it, you know, guys you've won Super Bowls with that, that may not be back next year for you? Oh, that's tough. It, it's most definitely hard because we do uh, build bonds and friendships and 
just uh, them relationships in the locker room, and then when you do uh, be around for a little bit, with a couple years with some guys, and they are gone, it does affect uh, the chemistry in the locker room. But it's also a business, and we gonna bring new people in, and we gotta uh, welcome them and try to help them feel comfortable and help uh, start building that relationship with them guys, so we can fight harder for each other out there because we got that relationship and that bond. I know last year you said you didn't want Tom to retire. What are your thoughts about uh, the situation he's in right now? Oh, it's a tough situation to be in, especially going out the way we went. But I mean, I'm always willing to have Tom for another year if he's uh, willing to play and stay because it's hard to, like, you always got to account for Tom. It's like, you can't get another Tom Brady anywhere. Like, no matter how hard you try, no matter how many years, I don't think nobody ever going to do what Tom does, did. and. I'm like, just give us one more time. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be ready, and uh, we'll get on the same page, the right page, and we'll finish strong for you. Are you yeah. gonna make a pitch to him? Uh, no. I mean, it's up, man. I'm pretty sure nothing I say is gonna uh, like change anything. He's, he's been playing for long. I don't know how he feel. I don't know how his body feel. I don't know what's going on. Like wanting to be around the kids more. Like there's a lot of factors that go into it. So I respect like it, whatever he decides and anything. But I mean. If, I might, I might do try. <laughs> I might do try, though, because his mind probably is made up with whatever he want to do. If it's not, if I can influence him to stay one more year, I'll try, yeah. You influence him to get a number 12 by Williams seems like a jersey that Williams actually sent him. So, I, I influence that? Well, I don't know if you influence <laughs> it, but you were the first guy around here yeah. in this group of guys that was rocking that. So See, I yeah, I remember that jersey. I just cleaned my closet. I just saw it recently. But, uh... Yeah, he might as well come back. He is going to wear the uh, cream sickles next year, so hopefully that motivates him too. <laughs> Jack Dallas had a lot of sustained drives mm -hmm. last night. What, mm -hmm. what did you see when you watched the game from a defensive perspective? Uh, I see some missed tackles. Uh, so we we let we got uh let him outside the uh, edge a couple times, lost contain a couple times. But I just we just didn't make the plays when we needed to make the plays when we was in position to make the plays we didn't make them and that's a like a good way to let the drives uh, continue to go. Just we just I don't know what it was, but it's just been that way all year. We can't click when we need to click, and then when we are clicking, it don't last. So a whole game, it might be a quarter or two, and then we break down and we can't get it back together, or we do get it back together and the offense don't come with us, or offense get it together and defense don't come. We just it was just hard this year for us to play a complete game, and that's why. The result was what it was this year, but nobody likes this feeling. And as a fan, just watching this, like, I don't know why it feels so much harder, like, like watching. I feel so much more emotion watching than when I'm actually on the field. Because on the field, I'm, like, I'm thinking of making the next play, trying to change, but I can, nothing I can do on the sideline. So it is so much harder watching, but nobody likes this feeling. So it's from the top on down, so we're going to fix it and do whatever it takes so that we could easily get to the playoffs next year and make some noise in the playoffs instead of barely making it in and kind of look like having to play to the last, next to the last game to know that we're in the playoffs. It's hard to dig ourselves out of, but, um, you know, we did our best. We were fighting until the end, um, but it's frustrating. This is kind of a day that you see change, you know, that, that's coming in the future. There's usually about a, you know, a third of the team is, is turned over. Some guys that you've played with for a while, it's, it's got to be tough knowing that you might not be able to see them next year. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that'll really, if, you know, if stuff like that happens, that'll be like the first time in my career, because I mean, from my rookie year to last year, I tried bringing, you know, a bunch of guys back, so um, I think that'll be the hardest part, you know, like, you know, those are your, these are your friends, and, you know, these are your, your brothers, your teammates, so um, not seeing those guys is going to, you know, going to be tough. What are your thoughts about Tom? Uh, obviously, 
it's a great unknown whether what he's going to do next year, but could that have been it? I mean, it might have been. I don't know. You guys know how I feel about Tom. I love him, so, you know, whatever he decides to do, you know, I'll be happy for him. I'll probably just twist his arm to stay, <laughs> you know, but it is what it is. You know, I love him. Yeah, love him. He gets to, <laughs> me and him get to play together another year. That's my pitch, you know. Um, but, no, I, I love him, and, I'll, you know, I'll be happy for him regardless. You know, he's the best quarterback of all time. So, um, yeah, love him to death. Tristan, a few weeks ago, Tom Foles told me that he would be surprised if you didn't have a C on your jersey next season. Do you think you're ready to fill that void, and how do you feel about him mentioning that? That means a lot. I mean, that's I appreciate that. Um you know, I just try and do my best, you know, to 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 be a guy that, you know, guys can lean to or, or look to. Um, you know, I just try, try my best to, to be as good a leader as I can, you know, especially this year, you know, with guys going down. Um, you know, just try to step up. Captain Tristan, do you like the summer? Sounds like a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, that sounds nice. Tristan, just looking back at the entire season, how would you describe uh, how it went? Um, ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think a lot of people would say frustrating. There's a lot of frustrating points. Um, you know, a lot of highs and lows. Um, I feel like us as an offensive line, you know, we went through a lot of stuff. Um, but, you know, just kept battling. You know, I think that's that's really the story of the season where, you know, we're battling, you know, week in, week out, um, you know, regardless of the situation. So, um, you know, I, I know, I know, you know, my group of guys, you know, we very resilient. Um, you know, I love them to death. So, um, yeah, it was an interesting season. How amazed are you that Ryan went out there and played, and not only played, but played the whole game? Yeah, Ryan's a freak. Um, <laughs> it was hard keeping it like a secret from you guys, like what had happened um, for so long. Um, but, you know, I, I was just trying to trying to keep him calm, I guess, would be a good way to put it during the game. Cause, but, um, you know, one of the refs came up to me and said, he, you know, he's actually been pretty good. He hasn't been too fiery. I was like, it's good because he's tired. <laughs> um, so, so that was uh, that was that was good. But no, it was you know for him to do what he did is is incredible. Um, so you know, super proud of him, love him, um, and uh, I know he it was an emotional day for him. So it was, it was exciting. You got a nice shot in on uh, Micah Parsons. I don't know if you caught that at all. I think you got a couple. <laughs> um, there was one I see on I seen on Twitter. He's trying to walk through the huddle, and Jensen hates that. So, um, but no, I know he was really excited to be back out there. Yeah, he revealed just how many tears he had. You know, ACL, MCL, PCL, a fracture in his knee, mm -hmm. and then a chip. But, but to come back from that five months and not have surgery, how amazing is that to you? Yeah, no, like I said, I mean, he's a he's a freak. Um, you know, he put a lot of work in um, to come back, and you know, it was really impressive. Um, I think I said it yesterday too, like the mental anguish he was going through of like what to do, what to do. Um, so it's it's pretty impressive. Thanks, Tristan. Thanks, yeah. I think um, I'm trying to keep myself busy enough to not have my mind on it and stuff like that. So just like I said, just spend time with my family and then uh, see where my mind takes me and uh, you know just see where everybody thinks and stuff like that and go from there. Maybe start with a nice vacation. Yeah, that's the, definitely uh, a yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely one of the main ones for sure. Oh, it's been, been amazing. You know, uh, self-explanatory, man. You know, Tom is Tom. 
you know, uh, what he brought in his organization, what he brought to this team, what he brought to guys like me. You know, uh, the way he competes, the way he is as a person, first and foremost. You know, that was amazing to witness. So, um, definitely uh, appreciate him. I told him that uh, last night after the game. I had a little conversation with him. I told him how much I appreciate him. You know, not just a football player, but as a man. You know, how he go about his business, how he, he's a leader, how he does things, stuff like that. So, I definitely was an honor to be able to witness that. A lot of times they say don't meet your heroes. I was mm -hmm. talking to Cam about that, but in this situation, like Cam was saying, you know, he was the guy that, yeah. that I thought he was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, you always hear little rumors and stuff before he even got here. I was like, man, I was like, you, know, you ask people, like, how Tom is, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, man, like, he's just a great dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, a guy who had all the accolades that he has, you expect him to act a certain way or be a certain different, different type of prima donna type guy, but it was far from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you first got here, you obviously, like, you know, didn't, didn't know how to approach him. But then, you know, he reached out, he called, you know, he called guys and stuff like that. He's like, oh, you know, like, dang, I ain't, you know, I ain't expect that. And then when you get here and you get a chance to physically meet him and, you know, just see how you interact with people, you know, how he goes about his day and stuff like that, it just was a, a amazing to witness and um, definitely appreciative of him. What was that first phone call like for you? Yeah, just uh, just basically, I remember like it was yesterday. He called. I remember uh, Jason called me. He was like, "Hey, you know, Tom want to reach out to you. I'm gonna give me a number." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Uh, he called me, and then he was like, "Hey, Levante, man, you know, now we get a chance to play with each other. You know, I'm, I still remember when you sacked me, uh, but uh, get a chance to play with each other, man. I'm." I'm I just want to let you know that I'll be grateful. I, I want to, you know, be a, want, welcome to be a part of you guys' locker room. And just like, don't treat me any different. Still, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a competitive guy, a fun guy, you know, a, a great teammate. And I'm looking forward to working with you. And um, we're like that, pretty, pretty smooth. What's the biggest thing you think the roster learned from this season? Biggest thing the roster learned, man, just probably with a lot of injuries, you just always got to remember like Ness got up. Mentality, you know what I'm saying? Everybody got to be prepared like they're the their starter. And uh, that's one of the main things that I took away from this uh, season. You know, we had a lot of key guys get hurt for, you know, obviously with Jensen going down. So, you know, starting with that, that was a real big, big thing. But um, definitely having that attitude of like preparing yourself like you're going to be a starter one day. Uh, because in this game, you know, it's a violent football game and it just happened. Just being there prepared when your name is called. Would you want to finish out your career? Oh, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. You know, who wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Um, they trusted me 11 years. You know, uh, I've been a captain nine, eight or nine of those 11 years. And um, definitely uh, enjoyed, enjoyed my time here. And I would love to finish my career here. But like I said, you know, just got a lot to think about right now. So I'm just going to take this time and just, you know, embrace this moment free time that I have and I spend time with my family and go from there. What would it mean to to see your name up there with all the other greats like the Rondé Barber and the, like, you know, yeah. Derek Brooks, yeah. Warren Sapp, the Buccaneer greats that people talk about in the yeah. Ring of Honor. What would it mean to see your name up there? Because a lot of people put you in that category. Yeah. I mean, obviously it'd be incredible, you know, to have my name go up in the pro football organ stadium and stuff like that. Uh, as a kid, you never really thought of something like that, but, you know, now that's possibly can be a reality is just you know kind of mind-blowing you know when your name going up to next to guys like Derek but so you you know you kind of like watching kind of idolizing their one day who you actually played with you know what I mean? so it's just, 
It's incredible. I ain't really sitting out. I ain't really think about it now. You just mentioned it, so it's definitely an incredible, incredible moment, for real. A lot of other people have yeah, mentioned a lot, it, though. Yeah. <laughs> you never thought about that when you were growing up? Like someday you'd have your name up on a stadium or be in nah. a Hall of Fame? Or? Not really. Nah. <laughs> Not really. This guy, I mean, he's such an instigator. I think, I think my, love, my love for the game actually kind of like over, you know, succumb that. You know, I never really just sit down and think about where... I can be, I just, you know, play the game because I love it and I love being out there on the field and stuff like that. But like she mentioned it just then, so that's really the first time I really like, oh, you know, it's, I guess it's possibly a possibility to do that. So uh, definitely uh, an amazing feeling, um, you know, um, if it does happen, I know my parents would be proud of me. I think it's really tough, but they got the right guys in place to make those decisions. I think uh, whatever has been all the years I've been here, there's always been a great turnaround when it comes to off-season requirements, bringing people back, getting new people, finding the right fit. So I have no doubt that that's going to happen. You'd like to come back, I'm sure. Of course, who wouldn't? <laughs> what needs to be done, do you think, just to kind of get this thing back going in the right direction? Just meshing and bonding, taking the feeling that you, you have, essentially. You got the feeling of losing, but losing badly, in my opinion. You take that, you harbor it during the offseason, you, and you forge it into the steel for the next season. Okay. Well, what was the biggest thing you think that you learned from, from this season? What's the big takeaway from the roster? I think the biggest thing that I take away is no matter how up or down we were, nobody in this locker room pointed a finger at somebody else. We all held each other accountable. We all stuck together. And, you know, we all showed the real bond of brotherhood when it comes to wearing that shield. Is that pretty rare? Like in past years when you know, things go bad and you know, whispers are pointing, what is that like when it's not there? And I would say some instances, yes. It's, I think it's kind of rare because we all have the human traits, human nature, you know. You get that little worm in the back of your ear. But it, it didn't creep up. And that's one thing I appreciate, being able to play with a group of guys like that. Do you wonder about Tom? What hmm? he's going to do? Do you wonder about Tom, what he might do? No, man, I, I'm, you know, I want him to be able to take a step back because it's got to be crazy to be him because cameras be everywhere, you know. <laughs> hopefully get a chance to breathe, relax, enjoy his family, you know, and do whatever he got to do. You make a pitch to get him back? Shit, who wouldn't want to play with Tom, man? That's a, that's a, a no-brainer. I think it was hard for Coach Bowles to transition coming in late like he did. And, you know, you've been around a lot of coaches, unfortunately, head coaches, a lot of change. What do you think that was like? Um, I can give my opinion from a de as a defensive player. I don't feel like the transition was hard defensively, but I can't speak for offensively. Um, I think, as I said, we all stuck together. We, we fought hard. I know one thing throughout the year, we practiced hard, we played as hard as we could, you know, and the, the kick didn't crumble how we wanted it to. Thanks, Will.